1: And we've reached the halfway point in the NRL season, and we're on the front doorstep of Game Two uh, of the
2: State of Origin series. Good times. It is good times. Yeah, miserable weather in Sydney at the moment, but uh, we'll uh, we'll roll on. Uh, another good weekend of games. Uh, my tipping wasn't that good, but nope, uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, one good time. <laughs> one from eight. Uh, I think it'd probably be harder to pick. We'll try to pick one from eight than what it is to actually do it, um, because I yeah, i got no idea how I got one from eight.
1: Yeah, well, I got five from eight, so I don't know how you got one from eight, but no. uh, jumping in, fast five, as we always do at the start, highlight, low light, best, worst, and uh, any questions coming out of the
2: round, so we'll start with your highlights. Uh, Panthers on top of the table, I thought they were good against the Titans, uh, I tipped the Titans, uh, I don't know why, uh, without Aiden Caesar, they're a bottom four side, I think, um, and that's pretty harsh on my boys, but um, I did say the Panthers you know, would be the, the big improvers this year, and uh, they're proving to be so so at least I've got something right over the weekend mm. um, they're on top but uh, and the Roosters and Manly I think they're looking ominous they're starting to uh, find some form Manly are probably the team that deserves to be on top of the table they lost two really close games to your boys and, and they've had injuries had well. a lot of injuries absolutely so they're both starting to look ominous I think and The fact that the Roosters uh, haven't lost Pierce and Maloney is definitely helping their cause at this this stage of the year and it's going to cement them a top top four spot.
1: Probably even better. They need a couple of easy kills because they look like they're in bad nick, but I think Maloney in particular... Out of the two, the last two weeks has been pretty dominant. He was dominant on the weekend, and he was the week before. But yeah. uh, my highlight was the Tigers versus Knights game. I thought uh, there was plenty of ill feeling in this one. It was a cracker. Couple of penalties. Uh, Tedesco and Brooks back together. Yeah, except p- for I tipped. Pa- Pat Richards' kickoffs. You know, there, there was plenty in this game. I really enjoyed it. Um, in particular, I enjoyed when Kirk Gidley had a brain snap and handed the wind to the Tigers. And, Pat Richards, yeah, two his. brain snaps. The bloke's a dead set goose. Oh, i yeah. Well, I'll get to that further on, <laughs> again, again in the mix here. But no, that was my highlight of the weekend. Good Sunday afternoon football and a dry track, and I really enjoyed that game. It's but funny how
2: the day games always proved to be more entertaining. Most of the time, it's just, most of the time the day games are more entertaining. Was well,
1: so. like the week before. I haven't seen the Broncos play like that in forever. But you, you think know, about it, they play game? Friday night all the time. They're on the same routine, it's wet, it's slippery, it's dewy and then they get a day game and last mm-hmm. week they just done the leash and I thought, hey, they look like they you were know, more excited.
2: Yeah, absolutely. If you, if you have a look at the lines, uh, overs-unders lines in uh, the TAB, there's always higher um, lines for day games just because they're more entertaining, more points, the ball gets around uh, a lot more often. Um, but the low of the round, my low was uh, the Sharks-Dragons game. It was a stinker. Absolute stinker. Oh, the only reason I didn't flick it off was because I was trying to stay awake to watch the uh, watch Warriors' sias game. Yeah. But otherwise, that wasn't a first grade game, really. It's standard. Nah, the Dragons look good um, and so they deserve to win 30 nil. You play a
1: team that's missing 11 first graders. Yeah. I named an injured Sharks 13 on the Sunday football show, and literally when I looked at it, all 11 blokes. Eleven out of the thirteen would have been starting, yeah. If they were there, there was two names: Eric Garth Junior. I think he's just there because he's played first grade before, and there was one other name on the list. I looked at and thought he wouldn't play first grade, but eleven players—that's mm. a lot.
2: Absolutely, In, absolutely. Uh, and you know what? Injuries are the determinant between success and failure. When when it comes down to it, um, you know, outside of recruitment, obviously, um, and player performance, injuries. Oh, what kills you in this comp? Yeah. Look at the Roosters last year. They had the least players turnover. And rep football, rep football and as well. well other, it just doesn't matter how and you lose the players. That's the sad players. thing
1: for them. That, they don't have rep players that are borderline or form rep players. They've got guys that have done over a consistent period of time. So yeah, they're, always, they're always going to lose players, you know, like Gallon and Lewis. And obviously Fafita turned himself into an Australian player last week if he was healthy. So you know they're going to lose players as well, Yeah. regardless of what kind of form they're in. They're, you know, their first first ballot picks every time something like that comes around. they
2: just, to me, I, I tipped them last week just because I thought, I don't really rate the Dragons, and I still don't. Um, but I just thought they're, they're due for a win. But And then they had the, they, all the troops pulled out. Um, well, I'll but i will be what, tipping them again in the next couple of like, weeks. I, think I don't think they're far away from I'll the flip win. one thing.
1: At least they've got an excuse. Newcastle have no excuse to be on two wins like them. No. I don't care. They're going, oh, the boardroom, this and that. They've got a good side. They've they got, got the a- exact same side. That played in the final four last year. Basically, yeah. And they're just not having a dip, They're not so.
2: out of form. Oh, well,
1: they're out of form. Yeah. Well, I'll go my low light. It was just the origin injuries continuing, even if they're on the Queensland side of things. And I'm a, I'm a blues man, and uh, usually that would make me happy. But I, I want to see all the best players playing game two. No, I've got to say, I was pretty excited. You yeah, were pretty excited.
2: So <laughs> I want to see the because, best players. Because, yeah, I... New South Wales haven't won a series. And I know, but I was in high the, school last year. You know, it's you know it's going to happen. It'll be oh, they were out there. You got a free kick. I don't care. Yeah, but that annoys me. How like, many times have New South Wales had injuries? We I mean, missed Jared Hayne for two, two the games last in. year. Yeah, but I want to lay the boot in. Mate, we've had our fair share of injuries. So. Injuries again are a part of footy. It's not. I wasn't happy to see them injured, but I'm happy to see them at a bit of a crisis. That's mm. always nice to see. It's not crisis, but in the end, you know what? Like, it doesn't matter what side they run out next week. If Queensland win that game, they're going to win the series. You this this game, in my opinion, is a series. I don't think we can win another game. I don't think we can win two games in Queensland.
1: the way, if we win this one, I'm backing us for three-zip. Well, yeah, we got, but I mean, I think it. this game is obviously the series. But obviously, you say that, but you've also got to think no injuries coming at it. If they play their three players that are under a cloud in English Slater, and Cherry Evans, and they got the win, but one or two of them ended up getting a long-term injury Mm. and they really headed back up for game
2: three busted well then you'd think we'd put I think just history tells you that Queensland get better throughout the series
1: yeah, but if you've got to keep making changes if they keep making changes like Ben Hunt ends up in and Milford and a couple other sports in key positions, I think we'd get the game three. Yeah. Well but I am
2: making I'm making that judgment not based around injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Like best
1: side well, and, and whatever. Still that, that kind of bothered me over the weekend. I want to see all the best players play in uh the show. Yeah, could, game. In in any game of footy. For sure. Uh, what about your best thing out of the round?
2: Uh the player, best, well, best, the best player I thought um, was Dylan Walker. He had a real breakout performance. He was tremendous. Uh and Based on that performance, if he didn't get injured, I'd almost have picked him over Dugan to play him in the centres, mm. or to play Dugan on the wing. I just think fullbacks can transition from uh, fullback to wing easier than fullback to centre. I, I think Dugan will get found out at fullback. Um, oh, sorry, at centre in Origin, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and obviously, uh, you know what we spoke about during the week or weekend, me and you about him getting, you know, an easy kill against the Sharks. We I, I, I couldn't exactly. pick him I Couldn't pick him off playing centre in that game because no. the week before I didn't think, uh, I think his stats, they said he ran over 100 metres and 27 tackles or so at centre, but I'd still be happy with Hopper White there in Mansour or somebody else
2: on that wing. Yeah, we're a little bit different in stats and I'll, I'll watch the game and just make a judgement based on what I see, not so much the numbers. And I know the numbers have a big effect. Oh, I, I, um, I didn't think he played that well,
1: I'm saying. I looked at the numbers and thought they may not be that bad, but I still didn't see enough that made yeah. me think, yeah, he's a, you know he's a centre or he's a shoo-in over a couple other blokes I would think of well, he's only played two games I, I
2: think defensively he's going to struggle Especially, well, actually if they pick Inglis and Inglis isn't fit it's going to play right into his hands well, that's, that's, it's that's probably the right, only thing easier. I've got in my head
1: at the moment as long as we get the job done now I don't really care but mm. if Inglis is underdone it's going to do him a massive favour and
2: I um, wouldn't be surprised, actually, if Hoppawade probably defends in Well, I actually centers. couldn't
1: believe that if they were going to do anything, at least if he's on the wing, I know that's still important. You know he can still do kick return as compared to Hoppawade, who's actually playing centre. Mm-hmm. I would have felt more but comfortable. But
2: for me, personally, I would have picked Hoppawade in the centres and I would have picked Josh Manser on the wing. I just... that's me.
1: Yeah, well, the sad thing on the flip side, of that is they'll talk about James McManus being the shoe in NFL, Ridiculous. If they were going to pick a winger. Ridiculous.
2: No, Sorry. horses for courses... Uh, I think Hopper has got better and better and better as the years gone on. He's played Origin before. Josh Mansor, in my opinion, is one of the form wingers in the comp, if not the form winger in the comp. I can't see why not. Uh, why they don't? Both don't deserve a spot.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm with you. I would have gone probably that way, but uh, we'll have to see how this plays out. Fingers crossed, like you said, that if uh, English is in good health, that Dugan does do the job, because that yeah. could be a costly mistake otherwise. Or well, you might see a change on the night. Yeah. If things weren't to go our way, but. Uh, my best, I went for a team, not so much a player, and it was South. pretty much like you said before. Ridiculously tough win. Um, you know, just the amount of players that they lost during the game. Uh, they were 10 nil down early. They didn't look like they were quite with it, but uh, if you told me they were going to win that game, and especially Dave Tyrrell getting a double, who I consider to be you know a bloke that shouldn't be playing first grade, mm-hmm. and uh, Joel Reddy to also score one of the tries, I, I was just blown away. Uh, if anything, I was actually quite disappointed in the Warriors. But I'm not going to take anything away from CS because the reshuffle they had to make, uh, you know, to stay in that game, walk out to go play fullback. He's a natural talent, so I'm not really giving too much love there. But they had to put McQueen and Kyle Turner on wing and a centre, and they had George Burgess defending as a four. On the right side as well, they really had to reshuffle things. Jason Clark played with a concussion, yeah. They had no right to win that game. But South
2: were they were like a champion boxer that had just got belted that's, for eight rounds. That's
1: the best win of the year, though, in my eyes, and enough.
2: then knocked them out in the last couple of rounds.
1: That's the best win of the year, though, in my eyes, though. From looking at from a side who they've yeah, played yeah. and the situation they're in, that's the toughest and best win. Well, they
2: couldn't have copped any more punches
1: from no, the Warriors, they couldn't have copped. The uh,
2: Warriors more. were the best side in that game for 75% of it, and, and, and they still lost. Again, uh, after impressing me the last couple of weeks, you could flip that around and just say Warriors. Yeah. Like you got to don't play with your food, eat it. But
1: they impressed me so much the last couple of weeks, and then that there was that buzz kill. They did that last year. When well, they, they, that they six, were great
2: for seventy five percent. They got that. Game. that They'll game, take a lot out of that Warriors.
1: Yeah. They took that win straight last year, and it was the same game they had the lead in, and they dropped it. They ended yeah. up getting towered up by thirty in the end. Well, so. In
2: my opinion, they just didn't score enough points early. Yeah, well, they had, plenty, they had
1: plenty. of opportunity, didn't they? They but, did. um, What about your worst around worst player or my worst didn't. team?
2: You're tipping. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're quick to hammer people, but I'll I've, I've put myself up for the worst this week. Put yourself. One out of eight. I tip the I tip the Titans, the Sharks, the Knights, and the Raiders, all who won't make the eight. Yeah. So I'm a Nuffy. Well,
1: last week, I couldn't believe it. I was sitting there going, this has to be some act of God if you somehow get anything out of this. The first three, I agreed with you. I was very surprised the Bulldogs turned it the way they did and that, uh, you know, the Cowboys... Didn't turn up and really lay the boot into power Considering they just lost Pete, so I thought they'd really get there confident. But yeah. the
2: only uh, one that the even the rest tips the well, only one that even looked like getting anywhere near it uh, was well the Roosters won, so I got Warriors. that one and the Knights and the Warriors. So I possibly could have had and should have had three in my opinion. But uh, well, the Cowboys as well. They I don't know how they didn't win that game. It was a hard game to watch. But um, Manly were great. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I we were both pretty keen on the Bulldogs but I was keen tipping. It was rubbish. I
1: just thought injured, beaten up, big pack. Coming off the origin, I thought they'd be fired up. It was probably pretty much the opposite. They yeah. dogged it in the forwards. It was a wet game, and everyone said it suited manly. They should have suited the dogs better playing one out hard footy through the middle, and, and it didn't. Yeah, when it
2: rained, I uh, I thought dogs. I was sure. borderline unleashing on the Bulldogs. we were ten up. I was excited. At the we the having a few having a few beers on Friday afternoon, and I was I was borderline going to the ATM and unloading yeah. on that, and uh, lucky I didn't.
1: All I know is... Because my
2: luck was not in...
1: I may have got... I got five from eight, but I had a bunch of multis laid out and the Roosters 13-plus saved me. I broke even for the weekend, but I wasn't happy. Yeah, I'm off the punt, mate. You know, I'm but... Um, my worst was a player. It was Kurt Gidley, as I was saying <laughs> before. Mate, I, you um, know, I've, I've had enough of everything I've been going on all year that, you know, they, they look shocking when he's at nine. They look better with Clydesdale. Clydesdale's got this four-year deal. Uh, they, everyone gives him so many reps this that and all the other but he can't hold down a position Yeah, he's terrible at nine he's got this gr- I don't know what it is this year in particular he's got grubbing him now like lots of little dumb stuff in the rucks and he's constantly grabbing the head or he looks the chin or arms and then of all the things you could do you're in the game you've got one set to defend on your line and he runs up the back of Robbie Farrar, tries to make it look like he didn't. It was the most obvious thing in the world. Cost him the game. And he chucked
2: the game away. Cost him the game. Cost me a tip, Two from 11. Yeah, I me mean one. Two and 11.
1: And he's blown up about it, like, what did I do wrong? I was like, you of all people, after him... And then he, then he
2: comes on in the last play of the game,
1: and comes back on pass. and doesn't pass the ball. And he got caught with it early on in the game and dropped one. He had an absolute Barry Crocker. but like 200 plus games. New South. Former New South Wales captain and Australian player. He's never held down a position, and he's just... if Of all the people that should be leading from the front in a situation or a time like now, he's not doing it. It was Kirk. So, and yeah, he, that 10 minutes, I, that's the first thing I thought. I stood up on the couch, I was that angry, I was just like, you've cost them that game, they're yeah. going to beat you now, and I guess agree. what? I game so. over. So, Kirk Gidley, pull your head in. Right. Well, well done. We, <laughs> can <laughs> share, we can share the pumpkin this week. Yeah. I, I right. will say one thing, though. I backed the Tigers, so good on
2: you. 2.20 <laughs> 2 at the start of the week. Top bloke, excellent. But what about questions? Will will, or can the Eels make the top eight without Nathan Peets?
1: Well, we flipped that one last week and we both said no, and then we've just seen them do what they did. So we've already brought the same question back, but. um, What? Was that a question last week? I asked you that last week. Can they make the eight? You've already brought it back. Penrith top four and Laurie Wickmore, (laughs) wherever you are there. He come out and said that that Penrith would start the decline now and miss the eight altogether. Good on, Laurie. Good on you, champ. (laughs) Things are looking great. I told him to go to sleep. They're the only team that doesn't have an origin representative in any squad either. If Lilliman plays for the Warriors, every team's got a representative and you think they're going to fall out of the eight. Mm. Uh, That's a pretty...
2: Pretty big call. That shan't be happening. They need, uh, I think they probably need four more wins to secure a top eight spot. Pretty much. games to go.
1: And like I said, all the teams behind them are affected by origin. So do you think they'd pick up a couple of easy wins over the next few weeks? Um,
2: My other question was what teams will fall out of the eight and what teams will come in before the finals? What teams do you see falling out of the current top eight? Well, I was going to say Melbourne, but they're
1: already out of the eight. Yeah, they're out. They're not. Looking at it,
2: I think the only team that's going to come in is the Cowboys. I think the
1: only two that can come in are the Cowboys and the Warriors. And again, they both had that chance again on the weekend to get in that log jam with 14 points and they failed again. Yeah. Every time they get that chance to hop in evens with somebody and get a win the week after, you know, and find a way in, they seem to lose and make it a two game gap again. Yeah. And I just i just feel like they're going to do this for the whole of the year just to frustrate me again like they did last year. They like just being in a battle. And then the Cowboys will scrape in again and get robbed again. You watch. It's going to be deja vu yeah. just every year. But I don't have sympathy for them anymore because they've done it to themselves. Yeah. They, they should be a top four side. The Cowboys should be. Yeah. They should be. And the Warriors are the same. The Warriors have got a whole country to themselves. And they've got the best juniors and a very good first grade squad at this point in time. So I'm, I'm just dumbfounded as to...
2: You know how
1: you get them in there, and and coaching them too. If you told me tomorrow I could coach the Cowboys, the Warriors, I'd say thank you. Two good jobs, but at the same time, you look whoever's been there, besides Ivan Cleary and Neil Henry at the start. Just you don't get
2: consistent results every year with the squads that should be getting in. I don't know. I've got, I've got five teams in. I've got Panthers, Dogs, Seagulls, Roosters, Rabbitohs. Yeah, that leaves Broncos, Tigers, Eels. Uh, Storm, Titans, Cowboys, Warriors, and then I've put a pen through already. Dragons, Raiders, Night Sharks. Well, honestly,
1: out of that bottom, I only see three teams. Storm, full so team
2: comp at the moment. Storm depends on injuries,
1: and I don't think they're going to get much love because you know Slater's pushing to play in this game. Cronk, you know, is going to be missing for a little bit longer, so they're going to suffer. They're going to be chasing to even to break even this year. Uh, you know the Titans—they're injury-riddled. Kelly's playing, but for anyone out there that didn't know, he's got a nerve problem in his foot. He's been getting cortisones all week, and he couldn't even run after Peachy on the weekend. So he's definitely—he's virtually as close to but he'd be better off not playing.
2: I've put a have put a pen through the Titans. So
1: to me, that yeah, they're, 11 team con. they are not going to compete for me. But there's only three teams sitting outside that can fight, and I think the Warriors Strong and the Cowboys, Cowboys. they should be pushing in. Um, Parramatta off the back of Hayne and those forwards alone—I'd be happy to back if they were consistent, but. Um, you know, I, I'm just not I've, I've got sure. to be
2: honest. I, I'm almost... I don't think the Broncos will get in. Um, well, I still... I, I'm just, just still not convinced by them at the moment. They're still, they only sit two points ahead of the Storm, um, and they're four points ahead of the Cowboys and the Warriors. So, I think, obviously, at the moment, it's at the halfway point, it's hard to predict. I think the, the Broncos Tigers, have got 16 points. I think the
1: Tigers will get in. I really do. I said that earlier in the year that I thought they were almost a shoe in. Even after the injuries, they... Showed me that they were tough. They got a win without Farah, then they got a win with him there. And then yeah, the weekend,
2: seven and five. Oh, I think they gonna they got a tough draw to come.
1: Mate, they've still got Gavea to come back. Shearing got Cade first thing. They've still got players there, and yeah. I, I like their side. They're building. They've got a spine now compared to some of those other sides that Look, don't.
2: At, at this switch. stage, I've got the Broncos, Tigers, and Eels falling out, and I've got the Storm, Cowboys, and Warriors coming back. I'd
1: yet. love to 100 percent agree, but I, as a Melbourne supporter, I almost feel like this year is going to be just too much of a push. I think Origin's done done its damage already, and it's really going to hurt us at the
2: back end. Yeah, I, I just. See once the whips get cracking, usually, and the weather, not heats up, but the, the conditions become easier to play in. Because I think you at the moment you're playing in the worst conditions possible uh, and probably for the next six weeks. Then once Origin ends, uh, I think then you're going to see those sides, if they can get their players back, this is barring injury, uh, really come to the fore and uh, and push their uh, push for a top eight spot. Yeah, well, to me, yeah, Storm, Cowboys,
1: Warriors, but I can only really see Cowboys, Warriors. I think Storm, the damage has already been done. There's not enough depth there, but uh, we'll have to see how it plays out. Questions for me was pretty much on the Queensland makeup, but I don't even really want to go over it now because I think we all know if the worst case Slater, GI, and Cherry Evans was out, you'd probably see Boyd, Chambers, and Tonga come in.
2: Well, I think and, I've, I, this is what I wrote down today from uh, put my coach's hat on. Um, In the squad of 22 that they named Obviously you've got Papali out So that takes it down to 21 I think this will be the side It'll be Slater, Boyd, Inglis, Hodges, Tate, Thurston, Cherry Evans, Scott, Smith, Miles, McQueen, Thayday, Parker And I think the bench will be Gillette, Guerra, Teo and Lilliman And that leaves out I think Milford is just cover for Slater I think uh, Chambers and Tonga are obviously cover for Inglis uh, and Hunt is obviously cover for Cherry Evans. Otherwise, outside that, I, I really can't see, um, you know, why they're, they're carrying those players. Yeah, but you've pretty you've, um, you've much covered. You know, with the with the forward pack, you know, how Mel plays him, you know, whether he, he might start Lilliman and, and move Miles into the back row nah. and bench I think, McQueen.
1: I think, I think you've got it. either that or McQueen gets on the bench and Gillette starts, <clears throat> but I think your 17 is right. But it, I, if those guys are out, I have a feeling he'd probably prefer to play Tonga before Chambers. and I, I know okay. Chambers has been the 18th man, but Tonga's played eight games. He
2: hasn't been that bad this year. No, that's why I, 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 I just put Chambers or Tonga. I, I really don't know. I,
1: I don't think I could pick Milford. It's not that he can't break the game open for you, but I think he'll get hurt. He He's not physical enough. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think he'll get hurt. So if the worst case did happen and Cherry Evans is out, obviously Hunt's going to play seven. But if Slater and GI are out, I think they'd have Chambers on the wing, Tonga in the centre or vice and versa Boyd fullback and Boyd or would go to the fullback. Yeah. They, they'd take the safe option. I don't think they'd risk Milford, uh, you know, the risk for rewards too much in a game of that state. And as I
2: said for you, putting coaching hat on again, horses for courses, you've got to pick players in positions. Yeah, And that's why I, I really don't agree with the Dugan at centre. No,
1: and that's why I think, you know, he's brought Tonga in. I think he's looked at Tonga there for a bit and thought, worst case, if I end up needing a winger in, in for that situation, I know he can cover that spot. Yeah, as well definitely. as Sanani, I think he still might even get the jump for the center, the centre spot. But we'll yeah, we're bang on. I think one to seventeen, and with the injuries, you've pretty much answered my question. Uh, New South Wales, we already covered that before. I was going to say T-Rex out, Bird in. And the, obviously the centre sport with Dugan. What do you think? We both agree that we probably oh, probably would have gone Hoppawaday and me and sort to be safer as far as putting players in their actual positions. So. Right,
2: look, I like the fact that he, he wants to get Dugan in there. And and I was, I was a big advocate if, of that probably three was, weeks before. If he was in, I'm
1: though, sure. I think wing just because you know he's not – I think centre's more critical than wing as far as making that decision and he gets kick returns as well. I wouldn't be surprised, but if Hoppawaday defends in the centres. Well, that's kind of what I'm hoping will happen. Yeah. And you get kick returns from Dugan, which is the best part of his game. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, we've pretty much covered all that. Uh, we'll can it there. We'll jump in our reviews from the games of the weekend. All right, first game of the round was Friday night. The Manly Seagulls thirty-two to ten over the Bulldogs, and I think uh, we pretty much hit the nail on the head earlier on. Uh, dogs up early, ten nil in control. Then you saw the wet weather. You really thought the big boys. We're going to lead them on the way home, but uh, Cherry Evans pretty much playing on one e- uh, one leg, not one egg. Goodbye, me. Mm. And uh, a forward pack didn't look like in the contest. All of a sudden, he snapped into action over like a little ten minute period there.
2: Well, that's uh, that, that for me. Like before you go on, that that was a period of the game where the game was won or lost. And he flipped so it. He it. He flipped. It it on a tee. They, they put three tries on. The dogs sort of fluffed their way to a try just through field position, good kicking game. Yeah, mainly made some errors, and then they clicked for you know a ten minute period. They led eighteen uh, six, and that was about the size of it for me. Mm, and they got themselves in that position, you know, from his fifth tackle uh,
1: running kick, and then that right short side played a line which got hicko over. Next thing you know, they're up by twenty. Uh, they're in a position to take him off after that unfortunate Cassiano incident, which he's been cleared off now. Mm. Uh, and then Brett Stewart iced the cake, didn't he? he? Got got another one at Brookvale as he always seems to do, and it was a great win.
2: Mm. The well, dog- they, they they outgained. Um, the Bulldogs by you know 500 metres in the stats, they had more possession, they completed better mm. in the wet and like, that's what you need to do and like, that, that's what exactly they want Exactly
1: what we said though, when he hit that stage, I really thought, yeah, Bulldogs game now, 10 nil lead, wet weather it's all kicking in, big forward pack, Graham Cassiano, these blokes, Everything going to go on here and my God uh,
2: well no, no they didn't they didn't get to a 10year lead they only, only led by six I thought they're up by no ten. no the, the try that they scored was late in the game they they only had six and and mainly just blew them out yeah. and look well, 20 to six was when actually sorry, Cherry Evans
1: came off wasn't it, yeah, no, it, was, that a, lead, it was a late lead, try I just couldn't um, believe it dog dogs look really flat they lost direction that's two in a row now I uh, suppose you know the, the loss to origin and the blind bit bit interruption doesn't help but uh, then again, also, after being on a winning streak for so long, you'd expect to flatten out at some point. And if, yeah. if you're going to do it, this is probably the time of the year if they're going to fall away for a little bit. Definitely. Uh, not obviously at the back end of the year. And
2: this is... Well, the condition of the field ruined the game. I mean, the condition of the field was ruined. I really
1: enjoyed it. I know everyone whinged about it, and it's yeah. not the standard of the game, but I felt like I was watching an old-school game when I was a kid. Yeah. People actually had mud on them. Oh, I quite enjoyed it. But uh, this week, mainly they've got the buyer, and they definitely need it. Uh, Battered and bruised again, a couple going into origin. What now, at least they know you can't do any more damage. Cherry Evans, that'd be fingers crossed on, but there's still a couple of players like Stewart. I'm sure Foreign's still, uh, you know, not 100%. The Lions probably still not 100%. And Matt, never 100%, so hmm. good time to get a rest if you're, you know, a Manly fan. And the Dogs, they're at home to the Eels, and, you know, I thought this probably would have been the Eels' favour if they were only missing Hayne, but now it's Hayne, Pete's Tonga, uh, and Hoppawada. Even with their losses, the Dogs have got an international forward pack. They're not really effective in that regard, and they get T-Rex back, so... I think uh, they're probably in a, a decent position here to pick up a win that uh, you know might have been a bit 50-50 for them otherwise. So yeah. not bad times. But speaking of the Eels, they played Friday night as well and got an eighteen-to-sixteen win over the Cowboys, and um, I'm, I was blown away by this. I really expected the Cowboys to come down want to lay the boot in and be ruthless around this time of the year, yeah, given well, the situation with Pete's being out,
2: but it uh, didn't happen. It was only really Sandow's uh, conversions that kept him in the game, really. At the back end of the game, um, yeah. He, he just couldn't get one. And the
1: Cowboys can't decide to play with 30 minutes to go. That well,
2: I would- also felt as though the Eels were comfortably in control, and then they, they sort of started to watch the clock and look at the scoreboard and go, you know what, we're ahead. but You, also, you say lead. the same
1: to the Cowboys. The Cowboys probably should have been putting that pressure on much earlier. Absolutely. Place.
2: Absolutely, yeah. And,
1: um, you know, from their well, they, point they
2: only Their forwards were ordinary in this game.
1: Yeah. The only one for me that really stood out was Michael Morgan. And uh, i tell you what, he's coming off contract the back end of next year. I don't know how much... Oh, he's coming off contract as soon as next year starts. I don't mm. know... Uh, how much they invested in Coot or What's sitting around? But um, I think there'll be plenty of clubs after Michael Morgan. Absolutely, he, uh, he had another crack. They need game. to
2: tie him up ASAP for mm. sure.
1: But Jared Hayne again, and like we said, no peats, no worries. Their forward pack was brilliant. Paulie, Paulie, uh, Junior Paulo. He's been an absolute revelation since coming in. Manu Mau. He's been great since day dot. And Ken Edwards first game back from a broken hand. He got a brilliant line break there. One of the offloads that led to the Rad Raja try from Hayne. But uh, you know, but they did, they did enough to win. They held on at the end, and I you know, I show no love to the Cowboys. They got that no try, you know, the 77th minute and scored on the bell. But as we said, they shouldn't have waited so late in the piece to try and put that kind of pressure on. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: And uh, this is another one of these reasons why when people have mentioned that Jonathan Thurston overtaking and Andrew John's argument, I can't no, back it up. No, He hasn't won a comp, uh, you know, and he, I don't think he's had as many dominant performances in single situations. And this is another one of those examples where I was looking for him. And it didn't really come to fruition, and you know, they won't win a comp during this period. Or that you know he'll he'll leave without that competition that he should have probably had mm. uh, if they don't stamp out this awful away record. Which this year is now they've lost all six games away from home.
2: Yeah, so you can't do it. Not good enough. There are you know the errors were eleven all, um, and the um, Cowboys won the penalty count. Mm. So. I mean, there's absolutely no excuse for them not to win that game.
1: Not you said just temperament. When they flicked on at the back end, you thought they could have put thirty or forty on, yeah, but it exactly. just, did, just didn't happen until it was too late. But they've got a buy this weekend. Uh, you know, probably not such a great time. And I, like I said, I, I'd prefer to be having the buys after your players have played Origin. They're going to have the weekend off here with players already missing, and then come back with a beaten up side. So mm. I don't know. If they've got the week after. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, the Eels, on the other hand, like we mentioned before, they got the Dogs. Should be Would have been a fairly even contest, but now they've lost a few extras in Hopawade and Tonga. I think they might be a little undermanned uh, in the back line to be able to get points to beat the Bulldogs. So yeah. see how that one plays out. But Saturday, Penrith Panthers, 36-14, to 14, over the Gold Coast Titans. And I think Ivan Cleary summed it up. It wasn't their best performance, but at the same time, to become one of the elite sides, your best and your worst, the gap between them, needs to get tighter and tighter if you want to be a contender. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, some of your worst performances will still be good enough to get you over the line. And uh, in particular, their defense. I think their defense led to a couple of the tries in the second half. And uh, you, you earn those tries. People say they're flukes, but you earn those by putting yourself in the situation. And, uh, you know, Yo's one defensive try. The soured one as well. Uh, you know, they got the nice one where they broke through with Peachy. But, yeah, there was just a couple there that come purely from defensive attitude, not so much the great attack on the night.
2: And mm-hmm.
1: uh, very impressed again.
2: Well, I noticed the all the people jumping up and down about their attack, they've nipped that in the bud. Yeah, well... Quick smart. Look, they, they scored six tries, and, you know, who cares how you get your tries? If, if your defence is good enough to force pressure and uh, force errors, create pressure and force errors, then so be it. They had 53% of possession, um, and that, to me, is a result of good kicking game, which was built... Uh, they built those structures. They built that um, game plan in the first eight weeks of the comp, and the first eight weeks for Penrith were ugly. Four and four, it was yeah. ugly. Um, but you know, you look at who they beat and who they could have beat in that period. You know, they beat the Dogs, um, and they probably should have beaten Melbourne. The, shark, full the Sharks,
1: the was on the killed me though. Yeah, they that was a poor game.
2: Should have won that game. But you know, yeah. every every side in the competition is going to have a game like that at some stage during the year. So yeah.
1: the only the thing for me, and I keep saying it every week, but for me, I, I needed, I always wanted Segarra to start, and I feel that P- Peachy's is not an impact player. Peachy's is one of these guys that when he plays eighty minutes. He grows into a game. He gets more and more involved. He's better and better and better. And those two being in the starting side has opened things up because we spoke about it last week. Kingston was too lateral and he's lost that step that made him so good when Parramatta went on their run. Well, how do you use him How do you use
2: him him. He's a club
1: captain. I don't care. Kirk Gidley was a captain off the bench and I wouldn't waste a spot on him. He's going to retire at the end of the year, so I don't see why you have to give too much love.
2: Okay. Uh, well, I, I'm only asking when, the when question. Not I agree with you because I don't, at the moment, I don't see a spot. When
1: something's not broken, you don't fix it. And no. same as Peachy. I, I was hoping he'd get that opportunity to start. And now, look what's happened. I yeah. think that's opened up the attack again because, you know, he's a ball player. He's a, he's a spark plug. I've seen him float around. He was a leading try scorer and he was killing the New South Wales Cup last year. Just those few extra X factors on the field, I think, open up more points. And Matty Moylan come back from city country, as I said. Uh, you know, a better attacking weapon. So I think it's taken pressure off Seward and Wallace now. Mm-hmm. Having and, Seguiara uh, on the field full-time, having Peachy on the field full-time, you've got blokes that can create things where you're not just relying on grinding forward in a good kicking game and building uh, you know, building pressure and having good ball in their half. They've got blokes on the field now that have X-Factor that can break a game open for them.
2: Uh, just saying that, I've got my members' first um, team announcement and Kevin Kingston's been named as a hooker in New South Wales Cup.
1: So, yeah. Well, that's fair enough.
2: Yep. Yeah. I agree. Why would you change it? No, I wouldn't. You're on I mean, I mean comp
1: or you're on top of the ladder and Seguero's no. killing
2: it and Peachy's killing it. That's the way it works. You've got to get your spot back. Um, look, I, the Titans were poor. Uh, they're missing missing agencies or something chronic. Still Harrison. Their forward pack wasn't Kelly's, good enough. Kelly's they didn't busted. go forward. They made too many errors. They played too lateral. Dave Taylor was okay. It
1: was um, I one. still
2: think David Mead should be at fullback. I don't yeah. know why they stuck. Zillman back in there Dave Mead was creating some opportunities David
1: Mead apparently um, wants out yeah if he's not going to play
2: fullback he played
1: city country why is he not your fullback
2: I really don't uh, I don't know
1: you don't play in a rep team like that if you're not doing a good job
2: but look for me they're, uh, they're bottom four the, unless they get Aiden Caesar back in a hurry, I, I can't see him yeah, winning that's games.
1: And like I said, Albert Kelly, for anyone that's bagging on him, you can't. He's playing. He's got a nerve injury that they can't operate on because there's a risk of you know ending his career. Yeah. And their quarters aren't. But playing, they knew that at the start of the year. Yeah, and he's playing on a numb foot. So at the moment, with no halves, there's no creativity. You don't get much out of Strama in, in that regard. He's a great player, make fifty tackles for you, but you don't get too much on the attacking Mate, side.
2: Both wins back this week, and you're not
1: getting much from so uh, Zilman on the flip side at the back. I think mean, you need to put meat in. Uh, push Zilman back to the centres, worst case and you know even the Carter thing I'd be happy to start Carter at 9 I know they're probably shorter forward now so he's getting that run at 13 but if uh, after the fact things went wrong I'd, I'd be almost inclined to drop Sharama and mm. work with Falloon and Carter
2: yeah exactly Just um, um, I know it. Carter's been named to start this week which is good because he's playing out of his skin mm. I thought, uh, you know, there was a couple of them that were tough again, but yeah, injuries,
1: we said it, and they've got no depth. It kills yeah. them, and it's happening right now again. Origin's hurting them, and injuries are hurting them, so good on the Panthers, and they've got a home game this week. The only team unaffected by Origin, they're going to be playing the St. George Dragons, St. George Illawarra Dragons, for those out there that go for the, the steel side of things. Apologies to you. Mm. Uh, no Merrin, no Dugan, no Morris. You think a few on demand, and, you know, Ford pack-wise, that Penrith should be able to get the pickies here, but uh, we'll see if the Dragons can at least back up effort-wise or attitude-wise from last week. And uh, the Titans, they play the Storm, who are also heavily origin-affected. Chambers, Hoffman, and the big three. So they're five down now, and they're they're looking really ordinary as far as depth are concerned. So uh, this should be a, a bit of a tussle, I think, and a fair bit of a struggle. But Saturday, game two, we just mentioned that the Dragons 30-zip over the Sharks, but uh, I don't think you need to read too much of this. Do we have this. to talk about this game? Sharks season it's done it's just injuries the coach is everything it's all built up Bo Ryan's even retired now so they've got blokes that are on their roster that can't even see out their season not even just on injury they're finished yep. Flanagan's overseas Peter Sharp doesn't want to be there we spoke about it every week yeah Marin had a cracker of a game yeah Benji had a cracker of a game like be or blah, blah, blah. They beat up on the New South Wales Cup side. So, like we said, we'll power.
2: We'll there were just some things in Benji's game that I liked. I liked the fact he was playing straight. I liked the fact he ran. Mm. I liked the fact um, players around him seemed to know what he was doing, what lines he wanted him to run.
1: But, like we said, we, we need to see it this week again definitely. now. Yeah, definitely. Even if there are a few under man and they're not as good, it's more the attitude of it, That mm. You need to see him taking the line on this week. Yeah, but you need kicking. to also
2: see... You know, with another week of training under under their belt, yeah, players right. around him helping him out. Well,
1: I've seen him dominate. He's
2: going to lose Dugan, yeah, which is going to hurt him I a little, little him bit.
1: Dominating them in the huddle too, which is good. So obviously that couple of weeks, but of that comes
2: with time. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah that's,
1: that's always going to couple of weeks. Time. You can start to see now that he
2: feels a lot more comfortable. My, the only criticism I had of him was he, he wasn't getting his shirt dirty. No, he's playing. A I, don't, I don't mind. I don't mind him. Uh, you know. <laughs> struggling to get back into some form. Yeah. But as long as you can, you know, see him run and, and see him put his ball, body in front. Tackle. And he wasn't doing that. And and last weekend he it was a total form reversal which was good to see. Mm. And the
1: sharks, like I said, they they can't catch a break. Gardner got his crack back in there, Gagan was in uh, supper long ago, I was happy to see Farmer and Brown play, but not the best circumstance to come in and make your first-grade
2: debut. He, he, Sharp shouldn't be doing that. No. Nah. He shouldn't be throwing blokes under the bus like that. And
1: I, I was actually really hoping I'd see Valentine Holmes, but I'm at that point now again, another kid where I'm thinking, is is it the right time to do it Why they're cool. so undermanned, or do you wait until you get... A couple of those blokes, bat like Gallon, for feeding near the back end of the year, and blood them in with Graham and Lewis and all these kind of you guys need to around. Get the them good
2: players around, and them.
1: give them the last five or six games when you know things are going to be bugged. But you're looking at them saying you're probably going to play for us next year. I'll probably
2: win a lot of games we'll, during that
1: period. We'll bring you in with these good blokes. At least we know we've got a bit of go forward and a bit of dominance mm-hmm. uh, in front of you, and, and blood them in. But because
2: we're not going to, you know, I don't think we're going to argue on this that their best side would push for a top eight spot. It would,
1: and we've said it every year. I think- off, off their forward pack and Todd Carney. Uh, you know, guiding things with them dominating there, they win enough games playing ugly and him kicking well and seizing on the limited opportunities they have. But without him there and without that forward pack there, they're not winning any games. It's not going to happen. And they're pretty much done. Two wins at no, the point. Gone. They're
2: done. They're gone, but I think they'll win a lot of games coming home.
1: Yeah, if, whenever, they, get their, if, all their, if they get all, all their origin players, players back, back <laughs> near the back end of the year and they've got their halves on the field, you think they'll get a few late hmm. and push, hopefully push themselves off the bottom because, you know, I feel really bad they, for them.
2: won't come last. I feel bad for them, though, I really do. I know the money's flowing for them at the moment they're, they're, the fat is to put the boot into them but yeah. I see that Newcastle or uh, the Raiders getting the, the spoon to be honest
1: well they've got the buy this week and well deserved they definitely need it things are hard hopefully they've got the whole week off to be honest or at least <laughs> half the week because they need it Yeah. and uh, as we said we're going to have St George playing the Panthers away I just want to see the attitude again like we said from Benji yeah. and a couple of those forwards that stood up last week against the B grade side I want to see it against the top line side even if they lose so uh, Saturday night it wrapped up with South 34-18 over the Warriors and this blew me away the Warriors up 10 to early I was falling out of my chair getting excited thinking here we go the show's on Fussy tours flying Hurrell's bulldozing people Johnson's in control they're rolling and um, you know like you said probably for 60 minutes of that game or they were in control mm. uh, you know things went against South's Goodwin Walker hurt he had a fractured thumb Clark concussed GI went off everything went against them but uh, you know Late second half, the Warriors become their own worst enemy. Uh, poor decision on the line. That Tyrrell double, I thought they were very two very soft tries. The Reynolds' kick was in a no man's land. Uh, you know, The commentary, they were blowing up saying that's where he wanted to put it. He never should have scored from where he caught that ball. No. Uh, they just didn't contest it. But just a lapse, just a 10- or 15-minute period of weakness there, opened them up and threw the balance of the game away. Basically, yeah. I, good, on, good, look, good on South, though. Good on South. The South were yeah. very
2: resilient, and the Warriors weren't. When When... The Warriors had all the footy. South did very well to only let them score ten points. Mm. Whereas when South had their little period of uh, yeah, possession, the and- they the Warriors leak like a sieve. Yeah, and that is the issue, plain and simple. And that was a football game, and that is the reason why they can't win a comp, in my opinion, at this stage. I, I know I heard Matty Johns last week say that the Warriors can win the comp. They can't because they can't defend, mm. and they're not resilient. Um, while they've got the footy, they're excellent, but there's, uh, we all know that probably even more importantly than your attack is the ability to defend and have an attitude to want to defend, and they just don't have that at the moment. That might come, but at the moment, from what I'm seeing from that football side, it's just not there.
1: Nah, no, said there's But attacked. I think
2: it's a cultural thing at the Warriors, and I said this at the start of the season from in our preview, that there's a little bit of a culture there of everyone loves the Warriors, we love the way the Warriors play, but you know that, that's only one side of the ball. Mm. And you know, traditionally throughout the years of, of rugby league in, in whatever competition, if you look at the top, you know one, two, or three defensive sides, one of those teams wins a comp. Yeah, and and that's just the way it is. That's, there's no uh, you know there's no secret in that. No, we want the cherry on top
1: of the cake. I think the, it was mentioned the other day. The best ever attacking side of all time was that Parramatta team, and they didn't win the comp. And they didn't win the comp. They got beaten by Newcastle. Who
2: had the best defensive record? Yeah. I think you'll, you'll see. And they you'll... had Andrew
1: Johns at half, so they, they had a good balance. Don't quote me Melbourne. That, but... Melbourne's dominance over the past. Eight or nine years, I think we looked in Nick Tedeschi's Almanac. Um, you know they, they've been one and two virtually eight years straight in defensive, and their attack's always been in the top eight yeah. or around the top
2: four. So it balances itself out. Hmm. And you know what? If you've got a really good defence, you score points with it. Yeah, well, you, or your you break force teams a submission virtually yeah.
1: just by the amount of pressure and petrol you take out. The team.
2: Uh, in my opinion, and put the coach's hat on again, I think defence and the ability to coach your teams to defend is a, is a much much stronger string to have you bow than what it is to be yeah, a great attacking, attacking coach, coach in my opinion mm. um, but yeah we'll move on Yeah, well, I was, I was that's still, the game for me that, that one anyway, I was still
1: impressed by plenty of the Warriors players but on the south side like you said Dylan Walker I think that was his best game of his career uh, you know raps on John Sutton I thought he was, he was very good and the three Burgesses brothers as well Sam was epic I thought George even Tommy Tommy now looks like uh, he sparked up a little bit after having his injury and watching George run around so, I did like seeing Sean Johnson absolutely murder uh, Sam Burgess. That was good. That yeah, was a good shot. But um, yeah, the Warriors, they have a bye this week. Again, probably not ideal for them because they're unaffected besides uh, good old Cement Lilliman. See, so y- you'd like to be playing at this time if you're them and keep chalking up those wins. But South, uh, you know, they're, they're going to have no English McQueen, to So they're going to be missing a couple of players there. They're up against the Tigers, who are also missing a couple. So. Should be a tight tussle. We'll see how that one plays out for them. But we go on to Sunday now, and the game we mentioned earlier, Newcastle, Kurt Gillies, Brainshner, cost them 23-20. to 20. Um, You know, the Tigers early on, 10-zip. That kickoff, the first kickoff, Tedesco gets the ball. Him, Brooks, link up straightaway, scores. Looks like he hasn't even missed a game. They look brilliant, but you can tell they're a young side still because they had that those couple of lapses, you know. They let Newcastle back in. And uh, what about Anasta getting planted? Mm. I thought he grounded that ball, though. I thought that was a harsh call, Roberts' try off an I thought it was a try. Mm. Well, I was watching that, and I I, you know, I wasn't blowing up, but I kind of looked and thought, oh, that, that was a bit harsh. I thought he grounded
2: it. But, yeah, and you only know, the only thing he grounded was his forehead.
1: <laughs> that little bit went against him. Uh, Iwato, you know, he got a triple. He actually had a bit of a go on Sunday. He, he broke the record. He's now the leading trial scorer of
2: all time for Newcastle. He's been out for a while, and he looks like he might have regained the hunger to play the game. Well, that's he what you want to say Make some contact.
1: Because he's exciting. He, he is, definitely. So are all the Fijian wingers. But
2: Look, for me, I've got to be honest. How many times the Knights got into good attacking positions and the ball found the ground? Yeah. They are trying to run this same bullshit play that Bennett's been running for the last four or five years, and it's just not working. No. Nah. Dari- and that's all they've got to fall back onto. Darius. Mate, if you go back, if people own. have got it recorded, go back and watch how many times the ball hit the ground when they're trying that back line movement. It was ridiculous. mm
1: and Wayne, Unbelievable. Wayne Bennett needs to refresh things most definitely. I think you need to get back to... Just get back to your power game. What works well. Lay the platform, and Roberts and Mullen are both good running halves. Play mm. straight. Stop trying to play this double block play. Lay a platform and just let them both play what they see. Can Tyron Roberts play hooker? Oh, I think he could, but I wouldn't be putting him in hooker. I'd, I mean, put,
2: I'd play him in hooker.
1: Clydesdale's got a four-year deal. Book Clydesdale. He's too slow. Oh, he's quick.
2: than Gidley. Have they got a kid in the 20s that can play hooker?
1: The young bloke there, who's a Kiwi bloke, goes pretty good right now. He loves getting out a dummy half, but I think he's only 18. So I don't know if he's quite first grade ready just yet.
2: Have they got another half?
1: Yeah, Jaylene Feeney. I like him a lot. He could probably play nine. He's big enough.
2: I'd put I'd put Tyron Roberts the hooker, and I'd bring a half up.
1: Well, Feeney loves running the ball. He can score a try, but I like Roberts in the halves. I think Roberts is more threatening than Mullen at the moment. purely because Mullen's still not completely out of that injury. I
2: don't mm. think he's that confident. I just neither hooker, for me, just does anything. Yeah. And they need a hooker before, you know, you can have the greatest halves and the greatest fullback. If you don't have a hooker, you're up Pooh Creek without a paddle. and that's, I, that's where they're at at I
1: the moment. I still look at the forwards too, though. There's a few there that kill me. I thought Joe Tepoine went good when he came in a couple of weeks ago. Well, I think they're going to do that. They're going to spark and, it up a bit. And I think they need a couple of young bloods in there that are going to push, uh, you know, well, I agree. push through the middle and spark things up a bit. Because at the moment, they're a bit lackluster there. Yeah. So... That needs to improve big time,
2: but well, that was the difference. Like the Tigers, just you know, they they're angry. I love the Tigers. They weren't great, but they they're they aggressive. just found a way to win. They're you know aggressive, what? though. Their halves and their hooker were much better than Newcastle's, and that's why they won.
1: I love the aggression, though. They gave away some penalties, but I love this mentality.
2: They get like, in, in fours, and you, you know, know, in the end, as you said, it was Kirk Kirkidly probably cost Newcastle the game. Well, he did. They had the lead at that point, and I, and I just don't think they played that well. It was the 40-20.
1: I think they had the lead. They got the field goal and a try there that pushed it out seven
2: points. Yeah, that field goal was ridiculous.
1: And they were even at that point from a penalty goal. I think it was 16-all. So Kirk gives his little brain snap, opens up the opportunity for them to get a seven-point gap and ice the game. Ten minutes in the bin now is enough to lose you any game. Well, at that point in time, 16-all yeah. with 15 to go. You get back on with five to go when your team's been gassed out at that point. You yeah. can't you know you can't make uh, instant in changes at that point you've virtually played junior by the 65th minute yeah, exactly. so he couldn't have got binned at a worse time but uh, Luke Brooks just blows me away I don't think there's a better young half as far as you know the way he starts off all these plays all these runs yeah. he always starts on the BNC he understands you know the difference between playing long and short and where he should be the, the kick you know the short side kick left foot left corridor about five meters of space to work with to kick a pinpoint 40 20 uh just blew me away but him and Farah, uh, he, he's blowing me away because every time they've taken a weapon off him, like him or uh, Tedesco, Farrah he always seems to find a way to still play well. I think Blair's been a lot better this year. He impressed me again. Yeah, uh, great involvement, and I don't know what else I can say. That they continually impress me, and I do think they'll be in the eight at the back end of the year if all those guys stay healthy. Definitely, and I like I love the Ford pack. Like I said, they got they got like a power pack at the moment. To me, there's a couple of guys you don't really know that well, but they're bound together and they're bashing teams and they're happy. To copper penalty or get in and do the rough stuff together, but they always back each
2: other. Yeah, definitely.
1: so I'm, I actually really them and Parra are probably been my two favourites this year as far as
2: who I've watched. Yeah, no, still, I don't think either of them make the eight. Mm. Oh well, I think. But I think they've they've improved out of sight because I had both of those two in my bottom four. Mm. So they, they've made massive leaps and strides this year. And uh, Nick Potter secured his job at least for next season. That's for sure. Yeah, we'd well, like to think they hurry
1: up and do that. Farah and a couple of blokes have come out and called for them to hurry up and sort that out. So. Yeah. Uh, the sooner the better. But the Tigers, like we said, they've got Souths this week. They're both missing a couple of players, so that should be pretty even contest. And Newcastle, it gets no easier. They're away to the Roosters, mm. who uh, you know have still got their halves. They've lost Jennings to Banguera, but you know what their bench is like and de- they've got players that will come in that should be playing first grade elsewhere. So They'll get pounded. Uh, no Scott, no Boyd. They can't afford to lose anybody the way they've been playing. So yeah. good luck this week away to the Roosters at Allianz. but. They move on to the Roosters, who towered up Melbourne thirty-two to twelve down there. Uh, I thought the Storm were pretty resilient. They were. As a Storm fan, in particular, I was very proud of Kurt Mann and Ben Hampton. Thought mm-hmm. Hampton, who you know gets a lot of traffic running him because he's only a small bloke, but he'll be better for the run. And I didn't think he kicked or played so bad. And I thought Kurt Mann looked like a, a young Billy Slater,
2: to be yeah. honest. He was good. Yeah, he, was good. he really, really went well. Um, It'll be good to see him once they got you know all their troops back and. Um, I think Jordan McLean back in. They're they're just they're at not a crisis point, Melbourne, but they're at a point where they need their best players on the field because they are falling behind the eight ball a little bit in terms of. To me, this is I'm I'm looking at this
1: now as a development year. Really, I think we. I I don't
2: think so. They're too good.
1: I think we struggle to miss, but I think getting Manning, getting Hampton in, McLean more games, these kind of guys. I'd punt Rose and bring up any kids that we've got, anyone that's left who hasn't played a game yet. I'd be really pushing the development side of things and I know they've been talking, uh, you know, we, we haven't signed anybody and we're losing Hoffman, so you know Harris is going to come there, but I still think there's there's got to be someone we can afford to buy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: People are saying they, we need to shed rooms again. I'm, I'm blown away by that to be honest. Like, surely we've got room to bring somebody in for next year if we've shed players. But
2: Yeah, who knows? Um, yeah, who knows what the cap situation is?
1: Development, 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 development. I think it, it's going to be really hard. with The cards have been dealt, but yeah, quite proud. Um, bit of feeling this game as well. I actually felt you felt it the whole way through, particularly particular after the little Norrie incident. I didn't think that head-hole was all that bad, to be honest. No, it wasn't. It was loose, but compared to the ones you see every weekend,
2: mm. um, you know, there the, the few in the the Kate Snowden ones in the Newcastle yeah, Gun
1: and you know, I'd done by him to throw a little hook, but I was filthy on Frank Paul, that was a grab act. Yeah. Jumping in when a bloke's pinned on his back and trying to snot one in there. If if it's a fair if you're grabbing a bloke when he's standing up and it's a fair fight or all, all power too when Jared's got his head pinned up against the bloke on the ground.
2: Steve would always to say when you get to the buffet, eat first. Eat first. Well, he was doing more than eat first.
1: <laughs> he was coming in seconds. Yeah, that looked like two lions trying to maul a gazelle on the floor, but mm-hmm. uh, you know that definitely put some feeling in the contest. But at the end of the day. Sonny Bill williams he ran right. I thought much better. I've been whinging all year that, uh, you know, he, he's too often to pass first instead of running. He's much better than you
2: oh, going into contact and throwing out his ass. Yeah,
1: and on the weekend he just ran. And the few times he did pass, it came up with brilliant results.
2: And, um, you
1: know, him, friend. Jake Friend's a weapon. He's a great player. He, he killed Melbourne up the middle. And Roger, too, of us for sure. The bloke just floats on air. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all the rest of them. You can't really say Aaron had a bad game. The only one... I had I a bit of ours
2: is still struggling a little bit. Their attack was a bit clunky. Yeah, I thought
1: Maloney was better than Pierce. I think Pierce has still really not found his niche. But um, I did get one good laugh out of it. The amount of time that Minichello dropped the ball. Yeah. Every time he got near something, that <laughs> looked like an opportunity. Old fumbles, these little dolphin hops that he throws in there every time something's <laughs> going down.
2: Yeah.
1: It, he, he pushed five or six on the floor, but... Uh, Storm Scramble, well. I thought they were relentless. At the end of the day, though, when you're on demand and you're up against such a dominant side, we've said it all year, with that much quality, you know they're going to get the result. And they did at the end of the day. And they're building nicely, as you mentioned before. So Newcastle this week at home should be uh, well, it should be an easy kill or an easier type of game again at this time to keep building momentum. And Melbourne and the Titans, that should be a bit of a scrap. But uh, we wrapped things up. Monday night, last night's game, this was pretty affair. 28-4, the Broncos over the Raiders. This one, again, got a bit of feeling in it, but the attack was just rubbish. Yeah, And ordinary. in particular, taking aim at Canberra. What are they doing? Oh, horrendous. They're playing too deep. Side to side. They're playing sideways. KMPs, he never starts square. He doesn't finish on his passes. McCrone looks lost.
2: They're carrying a half on the bench.
1: Yeah, Fords are getting dominated. And, you know, he carries Boydie on the bench, and he gives him 10, 15 minutes. So I think
2: you put... You got to put Macron to nine. You got to play the kid. Yeah, at seven. You've got to, yeah, and you, you got to well, you got to stick with Campese, I guess. I'd actually, I'd almost punt Campese. Play Milford at six. Um, get the ball in his hands a little bit more. Uh, move Reese Robinson back to fullback. Just I'd try some things if I was Stuart. The way that they're playing at the moment, it's not working. We've
1: already said it to me. They, they're penned through as well, and he's got a bunch of Australian schoolboys there. And he played young to Pangai Junior the other week, the eighteen year old. He dominated New South Wales Cup. There's players that I'm looking at. That's what they got going forward. Let's get them up there. And
2: there's plenty of people you're going to be losing. Stuart's probably thinking, but if I uh, get them up there, and then they bloody someone else sees him they'll buy him
1: Well, Jack Ahern, good you. fullback, 5'8". Cornish Tovita Pangai Jr but like I said boy he's only getting 10 minutes he should be getting a lot more Yeah. Um, you know these guys Jack Hawkins he plays on the wing down there he's a really good centre winger there's players like that you see Salima he was hasn't put him up he's killing it yeah. better option than Bill Tupac they, yeah, they're definitely. all kids that are there that have done well in their system so again development year I said that at the start of the year and he, he hasn't done it he's kind of been reluctant thinking they were going to make the 8 but if he, he doesn't think it's development time by now uh, I'm very surprised yeah, it's time to start throwing those blokes in and seeing what your future holds. Actually. Brisbane,
2: uh, yeah, Brisbane were good, not great. Um, nah, they, they they got the job done. It's a difficult place to go. They don't have a great record down still there. Still got one cold. half. Still got one half though. That's
1: very obvious. Josh Hoffman doesn't help out. I, so I don't see how you can make the eight having one half. Well, with their forward, pack, I just think I'm, at the moment,
2: see. you know, they've done well to get to eight wins or whatever they're on. But
1: yeah, well, most like I said, most of my issues with Canberra. The one outs, inside shoulder defence we speak out all the time. They got pulled apart. Uh, they get three non-tackles on them, too basic, and they've got the same play. They go to a tram out on the point there, about 20 metres in, and then they run back inside or they run short side. And you know they've got just, nothing. No, nah, it's everything needs to be fixed. Needs a complete rebuild. Broncos easy kill. Probably the most interesting part of the night was the Josh McGuire Vorni stouch, To be honest. And, uh, you yeah, know, that was good. Little facial, put a bit of feeling in the game. But otherwise, poor old Campbell. I never in that game. That was... Brisbane, Brisbane struggled their way through. But every time they got an opportunity, they scored. And I think it all got summed up at the end with the way Alex Glenn scored his try. Yeah, he threw the biggest dummy in the world and didn't take off until about five seconds after. And both markers completely split opposite ways. Uh, you know, completely turned their body away and he just walked his way in. So. They got a bye this week, well needed. The Broncos get one as well. So, again, like we said, not too much an advantage because their origin players are already missing. So not a convenient time for the buyer, but nevertheless, another two points and a bit of a rest to uh, you know the other players in their squad. So they've got themselves fairly well entrenched in the ad. I'd be really interested to see how many, how many points do we say usually? It takes you 30. Take, well, take th- your two buys out. Usually it's
2: 26 points, which is, what, 13 wins. 13 wins. Or 30, 30 points at the moment. Because if you look at so realistically, um, Parramatta and the Tigers, they're 7 and 5.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, which is going to be. And there's a nice log five, jam, so
1: we're looking more around. Probably it. 13
2: wins, two buys. So, yeah. So,
1: 30, 13 points. to 12 wins. They virtually need four or five more. So, they're, they're like most teams. They need 50 50 really for the rest of the year, and they could probably get in. Yeah. So, we'll see how that plays out. Um, you know, not many injuries. Like I said, though, the, the one half situation in Benny Barber still hasn't impressed me. They've been getting through off McCulloch and Hunt in a good forward pack, I think. Basically, yeah. But, uh, yeah, McCulloch limped off. I don't know if there's too much to read into that. Justin Hodges has obviously been busted, barely made it to origin. He might get injured. You don't know if he'll see the year out. And Barber really needs to find some form because at the moment it's all been on Hunt and McCulloch to come up with everything. So I'll be interested to see how things go moving forward. But that wraps up the reviews of the games from the weekend. Um, We're going to move on to our sportingbet.com Lions game. And all the odds from the weekend. Andrew Brown is going to be away for the next few weeks. So, man, Brock, are just going to run solo. Riding solo. Alrighty, all the odds for the weekend and our Lions game brought to you by SportingBet.com. And remember, there's no better bet. Then a sporting bet. Andrew Brown will be away for the next couple of weeks. He's off trying his luck in lucky old Vegas. Hopefully, they're going to bring back some cash. Over. But uh, me and Brock, we're going to run solo here in our Lions game. After last week, we were 7-5 uh, heading into this week. So we'll kick things off the first oh, I game. was 6-5. 7-5. Uh, listen to the podcast. Oh, excellent. Uh, so you're two down. Two down. Heading into this round. And uh, we kick things off Friday night at ANZ Stadium. It's Souths versus the Tigers. Um, I've gone... South's minus seven and a half. You've taken them minus four and a half. The actual line is minus eight and a half. So that's one to me and you've got the
2: odds there. Yep, south's dollar thirty three, the tiger's three dollars forty. Hmm. Which is, I think, I give the Tigers a chance in that game. But.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of think they've got a bit of
2: a chance there if they get the dog fighters they've done when they've been missing their plays. I could probably, I'd probably uh, lean at taking the eight and a half to the Tigers. Yeah, not too bad. Or if you, well, want they to had to a good win like, over South Sur in the year, but
1: yeah, or multi you get them at one to twelve. I think you get a little bit there, A bit yeah. of boosted value. But Saturday, sporting bet stadium, it's the Penrith Panthers versus the St George Illawarra Dragons. No players missing for the pennies. A couple out. For the Dragons, uh, you've gone Penrith minus six and a half. I've gone Penrith minus eight and a half, and the line is minus ten and a
2: half. Mm, surprises me, but the Panthers are a dollar twenty five favourites, hot favourites, um, and the Dragons four dollars. Mm.
1: Saturday again, Allianz Stadium. It's the Sydney Roosters versus the Newcastle Knights, and uh, Jennings, Tupo, Aguero out, but great replacements and a great side still there. Plenty of Kiwi internationals and Newcastle battling as it is, and they're missing a couple don't think things are going to get much better. Uh, You've got the Roosters minus eight and a half, I had the minus ten and a half, and it's actually minus twelve and a half.
2: So another one to you, um, Mm. which gives you another win. Yep. Roosters, dollar twenty, the Knights, four sixty-five, and probably deservedly so. Yeah, no surprises there. Sunday, ANZ Stadium, it's the Bulldogs
1: versus the Eels. Fairly even now that uh, the Eels have lost a couple of extras in Tonga, Hapawada, and obviously Pete's been out for the rest of the year, but uh, you know, I could see him being competitive in this game, but I think I'd be leaning towards the Dogs. Uh, you've got the Dogs minus 2.5, I went the Dogs minus 4.5, and, and the actual line is minus 5.5.
2: Yep, and it's now at 6, uh, and the Dogs are a dollar forty-eight favourites, and the Eels are $2.70. Mm.
1: And we finish things off Monday night, Seabus Super Stadium. It's the Titans versus the Storm, both very much affected, uh, you know, by injury and origin period. Um, you've gone the Titans minus one and a half. I went minus two and a half, and we were both way off minus seven
2: and a half. Mm, crazy. Uh, the Titans dollar forty, which is a bit short for my liking, um, and the Storms three dollars. So I've gone. I haven't won one line there. No. I've, I've got one tip and one line, and so went, I'm on. I'm on fire.
1: You went five zip. There, I won all five, and uh, yeah, that brings the Italian now to eight five. So I've won the last so out three out of thirteen
2: possible wins in tipping and lines this week. I've gone one from 13. Yep. There
1: you go. And we were 5-5 five and five when they were 8-5. So you had your little streak after I kicked out. Now I've kicked away again. Yep. So things not looking too bad. But uh, as you know, we say it all the time, there'll be some promos up on the website. There's always the one Thursday night in between 8 and 12 uh, on sportingbet.com, dot com, you always see the ad with Daryl Broman before the footy show starts, so you'll know what the special is. Then get on the website, check out all the terms and conditions uh, before you have a bet there. And just remember, there's no better bet than a sporting bet for the NRL or any sports. But we'll wrap things up. Uh, state of Origin
2: two odds, yeah. State of Origin, New South Wales dollar seventy, Queensland two twenty, and the line is two and a half to the Blues. Probably a fair line, I guess. Yeah, um, up here. I probably would have had it three and a half because I, we won by four up there, so. Yeah, I would have had that as a line, but um, probably the weather, the weather here and the conditions are going to think is going to be a little bit closer than what it was in Queensland or, you know, the the conditions are going to dictate the, uh, how the game is played and it'll probably be a more uh, dour affair, I guess, in Sydney than what it was in Brisbane. Mm, and
1: I think uh, the series, I was just right the Andrew, I'm not quite sure what they are at this point, but they've flipped oh, around drastically, Wales, we're yeah, about a dollar thirty-four to win the series after yeah. the game one win and some of the injuries, so... I uh, have to see how that plays out. But if you're confident that Queensland can probably get the job done and flip it back around, they're about 3.40 right now. So. You're
2: better off back in Queensland to win the series than what you are just to win this game, I think. Mm.
1: Oh, you would be. 3.40, mm. the odds going back up there. If you were happy to have a 10 or a 20 or any other kind of lash, yeah. you'd be putting yourself in a better situation than New South Wales at $1. thirty-four. But if the Blues are going to ever get the job done, this is the year. Yeah. I think we've all said it straightforward. We're coming home for the first time in a long time to try and win this series. We're not taking... Uh, game two up there to try and win. So if we're ever going to do it, now is the time. But uh, as we said before, there's no better bet than a sporting bet. And if you're going to have a punt on the rugby league or any other sport, make sure you get onto to sportingbet.com. Now it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gosser. Henry, welcome back. Mr. Gossip from uh, his family excursion
2: to the movies. <laughs> How are we lads? Good buddy, good. Only one prony this week, so uh i watch hopefully I get twice as many in the tips, I'll get two this week. It'll be tops. I think that's the worst rain you've had since we've been doing the tips on
1: the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, well, by far. well to sum it up uh, we both got five the Broncos one last night brought me back even and Brock got one Yeah. so Brock's on 51 I'm on 55 and you're on 61 so we're all nicely spaced out now that's alright yeah geez well, a, couple, a couple of weeks ago we we're all within five points and bang yeah. I was lingering behind by five points now I'm in the middle so I'm
2: feeling a bit better I'm, pl- I'm going to blame Peroni for that I'm going to take it up with their media manager I
0: don't know. <laughs> right,
1: I'm so. surprised you didn't touch on that the pants are coming first, or should we touch
2: on that later, boys, or am yeah, I just gloating? Yeah. Uh, you, you two can touch on it. I couldn't care less. <laughs> 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 mate, will be, uh, prim- be... mate. Yeah, it'll be tops if they're there come uh, the end of round 26, but you can only only play what's in front of you, and they're they're going well at the moment, so... Yep. Imagine if they would have. Uh, imagine if they would have won that game against the Sharks. They should have won. Even the game against Melbourne, they could have won. They could quite well, easily then. be two wins more than what they've got. But yeah, well, like we said earlier, a... though,
1: you could say the same about Manly if they didn't have seven years Exactly. Races, yeah.
2: So, yeah. I think right. Manly and Penrith are two the two best sides at the moment. All right,
1: Four sides, anyway. What's yeah. uh, What's in the pipeline this week, mate? What do you got for us?
0: Boys, well, this morning, we actually broke the story this morning about 6 o'clock um, that Kevin Lockett signed the deal with Salford. Uh, look, there was some visa issues, but apparently that's cleared up, so he's heading over to Salford ASAP. Uh, boys, look, the, the Warriors wouldn't let him go to the Bulldogs. Uh, we all know that. But um, look, I'm surprised the Raiders didn't throw a little bit of cash at him now that Tedesco's not going there. But obviously that's not the case, and, and he's headed to Salford. Mm. Um we've touched on it before I mean personally I hate losing young guys
2: to UK Super League but um, unfortunately that's where he's going yeah it's you made a good point about the Raiders that's definitely a place he could have landed but uh, Kukash has got plenty of that plenty of cash so uh, it's yeah at least he's going to get a game over there mate look I mean he's been been mucked around for the last sort of uh, 12 months ever since they sort of signed Tompkins so um, he's too good of a player to be playing reserve grade, that's for sure. Yeah,
0: it's very disappointing. We've got a, an English fullback over here and they've got a, a Kiwi fullback over there. So it's um, yeah, disappointing from that
1: perspective. Yeah, well, probably the most encouraging thing I saw, uh, he's on Facebook. I've got him on Facebook. He was there earlier saying hopefully it's only for a year or two. Um, it'll set him up financially and he really does want to come back to the NRL. So hopefully it is only maybe a year or two hiatus and we do see him back over here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he'd get a gig at most clubs. Mm, most definitely.
0: All right, boys. Uh, Daniel Mortimer, yeah, he's been a, a, a strange player of the past four to five years, in and out with Parramatta now. Uh, some say he's found a home in the Roosters, but apparently he's not happy there. Um, I'm hearing the Titans are very keen to have him on their roster. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think, boys?
1: Oh, well, In the current situation, as far as the halves are concerned, maybe, but... Uh, if they're looking for another backup hooker or a backup half, I think they've already got too many. With Bo Henry, Maurice Blair, then you got Caesar and Kelly at the forefront. They re-signed Matt Beto, who's another young half, and they've got that other young kid. I've already forgot his name. who played a bit of hooker last year, so no. they've got three hookers, about five halves. Uh, you know, that'd be a pretty dumb it's, signing. It's just, why, it's reaching why, a bit yeah. too far as far as depth is concerned.
2: Yeah, it'd be a dumb signing. Can't can't see any uh, merit in it.
1: They need a centre if they need anything. They've yeah. got a million back roles, no depth in the forwards.
2: Art. They need some young
1: forwards as well. I mean, Ryan James is
2: going like a bastard.
1: Yeah, well, contract years they get signed their contract and then switch off. Yeah. He's playing Q Cup at the moment, so. Nah, no, I, I don't really see too much in it. Maybe for now it looks like a good signing with the situation you are in, but what do you do when Caesar and Kelly are there and Faloon and Trauma have signed up as well? He's is not- it
2: is it to move immediately? No. No, no, no we'll forget it then. No,
1: definitely, yeah. definitely yeah. not then. Um, all right, boys. Then the Steve
0: Matai rumour is back again. It's sort of in and out the past couple of years. The Warriors uh, are very serious now. They've offered him a four-year deal. Um, I'm hearing about 1.8 million for the four years. So, look for an ageing centre, boys, who, who's down more times, and I don't know. You can think of a cliche there, but <laughs>
2: then, is, Conrad, he, then Conrad, then Conrad Harolds <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. At least you tied him with oh, the Warriors, well too. Done. <laughs> well done. Oh, see, I don't need two pronies, I only need one. <laughs> but the matter I remember, boys, can you see him leaving Manly?
1: No. Nah. No, and on the flip side, I'm just dumbfounded by the Warriors' recruitment. Like, you get Hoffman, who's a 30 year old, 31 year old, now you want to get another guy who's 29. Whose contract doesn't expire for two years, and you're going to guarantee him until 33 when he's held together by duct tape. Um, yeah, you know, got plenty of good young players. It's the are. same same yeah. as the lock thing. Like you know, they they recruit weirdly and they re-sign weirdly. They had Lock, Fishyahi, and they signed Tompkins, so you got three potential starting fullbacks log jammed. And then if you buy Steve Matai and put him in front of Lamarpa and Hurrell, who are both only 21, you've got Nielsen, who is a former Origin centre, Rapati. Yeah, he just retired. Fussy tour. They've got a young bloke, Salomone Carter. They've got a million blokes backed up in all these positions. Yet they're throwing money out there for you know older blokes that have only got a year or two left. And mm-hmm. might were well not developed juniors. Yeah, they've wanted him for a very long time. Yeah, I don't yeah, I
2: understand, understand it. it. They're, oh, they're, maybe they're maybe uh, yeah. the previous contract. Yeah, the previous sort one of money made sense. Yep, yeah, but not now. Not oh, now to no. take him through to 33. No, no way. And as you said, mate, he's carrying injuries and
1: he's. Great player, uh-huh. I love the bloke. But to carry him through to thirty three and pay that kind of money now, that was a like Hoffman. I, I couldn't be angry at Hoffman for even because I'm guaranteeing Melbourne wouldn't have been offered him more than a year, and the money would have been okay. But it would have been a year to year thing from now on. But yeah. three years at one and a half million dollars, Melbourne would have pat him on the back and he would have been throwing high five, saying "New beauty." I don't blame Exactly. Strange recruitment. Yeah, but, yeah, it's never an issue for the Warriors either to to find that third party. So money is not the
0: issue. It's just trying to lure him over here and if you, if you see his manager you, you've got to tell him to go for the coin because that'll set
1: him up for the rest of his life yeah four years instead of the two I, I wouldn't be discouraging him if I was manager but yeah from a recruitment standpoint if I, I'm at the Warriors I'm very confused as to why we're looking at Steve Muddite in a position that we've got a, a couple of players and they're all younger yeah
0: well speaking of cashed up club boys Warrington Wolves they're very very cashed up as you know um, they're speaking at the moment with Ashton Sims now <laughs> We're
2: gonna lose another one. Oh well, yeah. Ashton seems it's about that time, isn't it? He's
1: borderline thirties. Yeah. Well, he's played two hundred something games he's over. He's borderline
2: here. psycho as well.
1: Yeah, he's crazy. He'll fit in, <laughs> in He'll fit in well over there. They get yeah. loose some of those pommies. I'd love to see him play over there. Actually, they'd be quite entertaining. Yeah, someone would
2: punch holes at him. That's what it
1: happened. He'd be able. Now he'd be able to punch for once. He wouldn't be the one puncher over
2: here. I'd be hitting blokes left, right, and centre. Yeah, he's an angry human. Uh, yeah, it looks. Look at. It's probably that that time for him. But, yeah, as you said before, it's you don't want to see all these players leaving because it just it drains uh, the NRL. I'm fine with blokes that are getting around that
1: age leaving, but not Locke or that kind of age or what we saw with Richards early on in his career. He played over the, for eight years. They're the ones that I don't want to see. Oh, is Ashton? I think he's only... Ashton, 30. Is he really? Yeah. He's,
2: he's been in the NRL. St.
1: George and then he was at the Broncos for four or something years and now he's been at four years uh, with the Cowboys. He's played over 200 games. Mm. So he's been around for a while.
0: We've lost Sam Williams as well. He's signed with the Catalan's
1: as well. Well, I don't know what... This is something I blew up the other day... uh, yesterday to Brock about. There's three former Australian schoolboy halves that have left within the past 12 months in Jacob Miller, Josh Drinkwater and Sam Williams. And two of them have got Steve Price to blame for bringing them and backlogging them at the Dragons and and just ruining their confidence in Sam Williams Mm. and uh, obviously young Drinkwater. And Jacob Miller got thrown under the bus during the Benji debacle because he wasn't backing him up. And after four games, he ended up in England. It's yep. three Australian schoolboy halves. You wonder what wins you about a shortage of halves. Sorry, three of the best young blokes yeah. have already been flicked over there. They shouldn't be playing over there.
2: Yeah. Well, the pressure on uh, coaches is correlating into the halves drain, that's for sure, because if they're rush. not delivering results, the coaches just flick them and look for someone else. But in the two worst, probably, clubs last year and this year, oh, I'm not you know, 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 that's what gets more. Get you know, Penrith punted Luke Walsh. Um, but plenty of clubs. Yeah, Luke Walsh wasn't, wasn't a
1: junior that they had on board. Yeah, but he's still a 12 yeah, no, I'm talking about that, that age bracket, is what annoyed but me.
2: But it's just halves leaving in general.
1: Yeah. We're losing that depth in the NRO in halves. But those ones those ones bother me, though. They're 19, 20 year olds that are Australian yeah. schoolboys that should get a year or two, they have a crack, and they're gone. They shouldn't. They, they shouldn't be gone. People like Walsh that get late twenties and they haven't done too much. Fair enough, I don't know I'm a problem. With
2: them leaving, but. you look at look at how bad you know the Melbourne go, North Queensland go, uh, even the Bulldogs will go this weekend without their halves. They, they just go like busted. So yeah, that's what I mean. it'd this, be this a top. smart investment to for clubs to really start developing halves. I know um, Gus has got sort of a halves academy happening out here. Uh, you know, you're not going to see the fruits of that for probably another three or four years, but. Um, it's it's difficult you even see in the under 20s that the halves are changing all the time for a lot of the sides so coaches there's that balance between getting results and also maintaining some stability in key positions which is a tough tough balance to find when you're under pressure That's true.
0: another young one of the Dragons let go was um, Harry Syker as well they mm. um, had him for a couple of months and he lost off the UK Super League last year and yeah, you know, he, he was the New South Wales captain in the first Holden Cup origin, so Yeah. am not a young to, to There's plenty, well.
2: plenty of names you could throw around, I guess, that have mm. bounced around and then gotten a the flick. Yeah. All right, boys, we're still in the
0: Dragons there. Big Georgie Rose, I'm hearing, will be going to the Dragons next year.
1: I tell you what, they need some size, but wow, Georgie Rose.
2: Yeah, they don't need oversize, I think, but
1: no, they, they can have him as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I read his brother quoting today saying that Melbourne have done a great job turning him around and helping him out. I think he's been dreadful while he's been at Melbourne, to be honest. Well, he's not happy there. The only reason he's really getting a run is obviously, you know, it's, well, it's quite obvious and has been the last couple of years. The, the Caps caught up with us after uh, the clean-out and having to abide by the rules and pushing through some of those kids. And now you, you keep your Bromwiches, you keep your Proctor, your Harris, these kind of guys, and you just have to buy people like George Rose or Jamin Lowe or these guys we've had before and if we can't even afford him I'm fine with that he can leave well I'd imagine
2: now he won't get a run when Jordan McLean comes back
1: well I was looking at this week looking at Felice Cafusi who we've bought for peanuts and uh, you know Moores is obviously there for nothing and we've got Young McLean I'd rather see all those guys play as well as Garbutt who's injured probably now for the next six weeks, but I'd rather see all of them play in front of George Rose. At least you're going to get minutes out of them. Mm. And they're all probably going to be there going forward. I can't believe we've been giving him game time after he's been wanting to leave so badly, to be honest. Are you going to be happy with Blake Green coming to the Melbourne Storm? From what I've seen over in Wigan, uh, yep, and I think it'd be an upgrade from the situation we're dealing with at the moment, but at the same time, uh, Benny Hampton, you won't know unless you get some game time. I didn't think he was too bad on the weekend, and Probably, probably hasn't been gifted this year. A lot of uh you know, opportunity to play with Kronk and the big three without the interruptions of the origin and then obviously suspension. But uh Blake Green being there compared to the depths we've got at the moment,
2: I'll be happy with that. He was one of the best young halves I I played against growing up. Um he had big wraps on him, so he was one that uh Parramatta should have kept. But they didn't. So never ending story with Parramatta, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: last one for the night boys and while we're still on Parramatta um, I'm sure you've heard that Isaac DeGoyce has signed um, a two year deal with, with the club obviously as, as, as a depth signing as well with all their current injuries uh, but Isaac DeGoyce boys time at Newcastle, time at the Sharks um, he's third club now um, not getting any
2: younger no well it's just a backfield for this year you now they've lost Pete, so... I don't think it was I a bad... I think they'd be really happy that they got him. I don't think it was a bad signing, to sign. be honest.
1: I really liked him in his first stint uh, at Newcastle. He was a, a victim of the old Wayne Bennett turn up and put the broom through. Him. And to be honest, I thought he was playing really good football there and uh, a bit interrupted since he's got to the Sharks. On, look at them now. They don't have a hooker. You know, and, and they're you know they're not exactly going great, so I can't blame him. But when a pack's going forward, he gets out of dummy half plenty. And I'll tell you what, Parramatta aren't lacking any go-forwards,
2: so... Um, you know the little fiery Portuguese bugger. You'll ever go. Yeah. Look, I don't think they. No, I think Nathan Peters is a massive, massive hole. But uh, I still think De is probably a better option than obviously Matt Keating, who was there last year. Yeah, no, they were going to pick him back up. That would have been dreadful. Um, and then Kaiser Pritchard's probably still he's, a little bit green. Yeah. So. Well, he, he's had cortisone shots in his shoulder, so I wouldn't be pushing him too hard at the moment. So DeGuyse, the outside of that, you don't really have any other options. Kelly's not a specialist hooker, so no, it's a it, good make, it makes sense. Yeah. Right, we're done. That's it. We're done. All right, tips. All right. Well, tips. Tips. Here we go, Brock. Five. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it out there. I'm gonna get a perfect round this week. All right. Well, Friday night. Yeah. No, oh, ANZ
1: Stadium. It's Souths versus the Tigers. Uh, both Origin affected. Souths more so, but their spine, besides GI, is pretty much intact. So, brock, you think you're gonna get a perfect
2: round? What are you yeah, going? Yes. Yes. I Yeah. I uh, almost got talked into tipping the Tigers by a mate at school today. He's a massive Tigers fan. He reckons they're a, they're a good chance. But yeah, you never trust someone who's supports said, that time. Dream on, pal.
1: Gossip, mate. What do you reckon? Yeah, i kind
0: got to go the Bunnies. Um, uh, I was thinking the Tigers as well, but um, you know, they've both got players out. But I think the, the depth of the Rabbitohs is just going to get them across the line. Yeah. I really
1: like what I saw of the Tigers, and I think they're really tough. But it's, I think it's more so the halves being there; they're not, not affected by the Burgess brothers and Luke. Second game back last week, uh, he was really pivotal at the end. So those those positions, I think, will do uh, enough to get them across the line. You've also got to remember the Tigers bashed South at the start of the year, Yeah. so there'll be a little bit of a bounce back. We, we've got regard. no Gavay, we've you know uh, no Woods there either, no Farris. So there's a couple of bits missing from the you know the beat up that early on, but. Yeah. Uh, we go yeah, so to Saturday. Woods playing at the moment. Wow. Who's that? Woods. Woods. Yeah, Woods having a good dig. Hopefully, uh, oh. hopefully there's a big game up here in New South Wales, a game two. Mm. His game one wasn't too bad. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you after Origin too. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Saturday, Sporting Bet Stadium out here. It's the Penny Panthers versus St. George Illawarra Dragons. Uh, I think this one's going to be a clean sweep, so yeah, I'll kick this easy. off. I'm going to be going the Panthers, the only team... Uh, if, if Jacob Lilliman is selected... Which he will be. ...and plays, Cement. Penrith will be the only team not only not to have a player feature in either squad just as a member, but not play in an Origin game so far in this year's series. So, uh, you know, St so George, they're missing a couple of blokes. Oh, I definitely think Penrith will get the victory. Get yeah, the Penrith will here. win. Yeah, they should win, and I think they will win. Yep. All right, Saturday again. We've got the Roosters versus the Newcastle Knights. Uh, Roosters lose three players but have blokes just as good to come and replace Orbison, Nanny McDonald an excellent young player and uh, Willis Meehan most likely to make his debut on the bench who's an absolute monster at 18 years old and 128 kilos versus Newcastle who at the moment couldn't punch their way out of a wet paper bag no Darius Boyd, no Bo Scott and uh, yeah things just aren't looking too
2: crash shot so I'm going to back the Roosters yeah Roosters this one's easy
1: yeah, every
0: week the
2: Knights players are in the media saying that this is the week they are going to turn it around and they
1: don't. And I don't think they will this
2: week either. Mm-hmm. No, If it was ever going
1: to be a week, it was last week, I think. But yeah, I think so. so. Got yeah. Kurt Gidley to blame for that. Good one, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> Great times. Uh, Sunday, ANZ Stadium again. We've got the Bulldogs versus the Parramatta Eels. Uh, I would have leaned towards Parramatta, but after Tonga got pulled into the squad, wide was picked, Hayne as well, and Pete's being out. I think mainly the back line. Uh, worries me. Mean, I think they'll be okay in the forwards but taking those few players out of the back line I'm going to go the Dogs. I think unaffected with that forward pack they should roll through. Yeah, Dogs. Oh, yeah. No no hay, no Robert, these two clubs. I love it
2: when these two clubs are going good. Um, but yeah,
1: it's a shame
0: Parramatta and it's, uh, that they've got a few injuries and it's origin time because it would have been a classic game but I think the Dogs will
1: just get them in the end. Mm. And we wrap up things on Monday night at Seabus Super Stadium. It's the Titans versus the Melbourne Storm. Melbourne have no Will Chambers, no big three, and, uh, you know, Ryan Hoffman's not there either, so five out. They've named a 21-man squad. There's a lot on the bench, three possible debutants: The Titans, uh, Caleb Binge sitting there on the bench, maybe going to make his debut, but both loons back. Uh, Dave Taylor, Paul Carter, a couple of guys coming to start for the Origin misses, so uh, I don't know really where to go with this one. Brock, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm going to get the Titans, but with
2: no confidence.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go to the Titans, boys. I thought they were unlucky at times against the Panthers. I think they had a couple of calls go against them that could have been momentum swingers, so I think they were a bit unlucky against the Panthers and they couldn't get that roll on, but,
1: you know, the Titans will be too good. Yeah. Well, for me, it's pretty straightforward. You take the big three out of Melbourne and uh, it's just too, too much to cope with. Roberts and Hampton, Munster's going to be at the back again. Uh, you know, there's a, a couple of debutantes possibly going to play. Always good as far as the forward pack's concerned because we've got a couple of Kiwi boys, but there's just uh, too many holes and too much inexperience in key positions for me. So
2: I'm going to back the Titans as well. We'll put it this way: that'll be the game that I'll be backing the underdog in. I'll be back, I'll be having a bet on Melbourne in that game. Yeah, Titans are at fellow forty or something ridiculous. That's that's too short. I think Titans deserve to be favourites, but. Not by that stretch.
1: Yeah, well, the game that surprised me, I think, was the the South Tigers. I thought Tigers would have been given a little more love. The Tigers
2: are about three forty, considering, considering you know, and even what the Stormer.
1: They jagged a couple of wins without Farrah there, and you know, with Brooks Brooks uh, adapted really well when he lost his two weapons in Farah and Tedesco. So
2: well, they've had, as you said, they've had plenty of experience playing without some of their key players already this year, and yeah. proven they can get results. So. All right, well, we've all gone the same this week, so there's not going to be any Boy. movement.
1: And uh, well, what do you expect during Origin time? It's a bit yeah. bit hard to get a bit of separation any difference with players missing but uh, we'll have to wait more importantly what do we think for the Origin New South Wales yeah and uh, scoreline margin points something we've still, we're still got a show before them. Origin you want to do, we're going to do one before Origin are we Gonna hop yeah. in. next
2: Tuesday. And yeah, next Tuesday. Jesus. Still. I don't Origins care. on Wednesday, I'm mate. Still, I'm still asking now. He's nick excited, him? mate. He's excited. I'm excited. I put it up on Facebook before. As usual, as all the women in his life can attest to, he's just going off early. He's going off early. This <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh, Four. bang. Four. Look at him. He's so happy with himself right now. You shouldn't say he's small. I'm not small. Yeah, he smiling. He's smiling like a Cheshire cat. Yeah. He's got himself... I'm ten behind in the tipping column. He's I've only him... had one parade yeah, this he's, week. He's got himself up on the pedestal. Lost, life's no good. So the punches. Titans can't win a game. on top but Go the Panthers. <clears throat> Absolutely, go you Penny Panthers. What what did your boys make of um the New South Wales selections of
0: Dugan and
2: Oh, it didn't surprise me, but it, oh, nah, it's not a surprise. But Dugan it wouldn't have done it. Dugan playing in the centres is a massive, massive worry for me. Papawade has to be the centre. If anything, Dugan Popuato the, the centres, yeah. And know.
1: Dugan would be better on the wing because kick return, as we all know, is his strength. At least if he's on the sting, he'll be uh, back there for kick returns if they do decide to avoid Jared Haynes kicking him. Mm. Did you agree with lot, a lot of the strategy of picking someone that's done it before,
2: even though they haven't really done it before? I wouldn't have. Uh, well, I thought Dugan. I, would have, pick, I would have picked Mansoor on the wing. I is in unbelievable form. I just think let let the uh, let the dog loose when he wants let to run. He, let, let let the, the dog, let dog let loose. Let the dog he's loose. uh He's a real handful for sides at the moment. They can't handle him. So yeah, I would I have think run the third game. Yeah, maybe it, it will depend on the result in this one, but.
1: Well, Hoppawadi was a no-brainer for me just because he seems to have, you know, ice. I understand him picking Dugan. I ice just, in his blood. He just, he just doesn't seem to be phased by anything. He's, just not, uh, as a, not as a centre. He's very calm. But, yeah, Dugan Dugan, I can understand. I thought he, he said the only thing he summed up today for me was he probably was one of our best in those two games he played he last was, year. But at fullback. As a centre. yeah. In his position. I don't, I don't quite understand that, but he's courses a good player for courses. And if he's on the wing, I'd feel a lot more comfortable than him being in the centre. So hopefully on the night we see them defending that way and him being on kick return.
2: Yeah, you want to, want some advice, Laurie? <laughs> Email us at the fifth of last. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's, that's right that's why we're not in a studio sitting yeah. here in this room doing a exactly. podcast because we're fucking, hey. we're top notch exactly <laughs> yeah. hey people are waiting up to listen, to listen to this show so yeah there was a few on twitter
1: I, I, <laughs> uh, asking about it appreciate it guys good yeah. to say you've got about as much as life as we do great yeah. times love your footy excellent alrighty mate uh, thanks for all the inside word tips obviously zilch but uh, we'll get back onto things next week and see how we go yeah
0: yeah, fantastic, boys.
1: I'll see you at Sporting Bet Stadium and I'll buy a beer for every single one of you. Yeah. <laughs> no, excellent.
2: No, not a beer, you better be buying. I'll make sure I've got me two heads
1: on so I can get two and buy a beer, you <laughs> <laughs> Buy a beer, you mean a tray of beers for both of us, don't yeah, you? That's, that's more what we're leaning towards. <laughs> a tray. Try it up. All right, <laughs> mate. All right, boys, I'll, I'll see you Saturday. All right, see you, buddy. See you, bud. A big thanks to always goes to Mr. Gossip. And if you want to follow him on Twitter, his handle is at NRL Gossip, And on Facebook, just head up to the search bar and type in in Gossip. And uh, also on our page, obviously, when we do our Pick the Score comms, the link to his page is posted all over the joint. So it won't be too hard to navigate your way onto his page. A uh, big thank you also, as always, to SportingBet.com for supplying the lines and odds for this round, as well as the free $100 bets for the Pick the Score competitions that we play, keep your eyes peeled for them this weekend. But for now, if you want to contact us on Twitter, it's at fifth and last. That's the letter N, not the word and the email is fifth and last podcast at hotmail.com and on Facebook, head up to the search bar and type in Fifth and Last NRO podcast. And just on a final note, anybody that's still listening on Podomatic, uh, we're coming close to the end of our subscription on Podomatic and obviously we've posted up and said before that we have now moved to Audio Boo. So uh, it's probably the time to make the move. If you're still on Podomatic, over to audioboo.com. I repeat that again, audioboo.com. And also the iTunes feed has been removed from Podomatic. It is now linked also to audioboo. So uh, probably a month's time will be full time on audioboo and no longer on Podomatic. But for now, guys, as always, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on! Give us more!
0: Give us more! Where are you going? Are you? What's going on here? Is that it? Is that it?